I thought it was crazy when I read that. I was like, oh, 40 years. Poor guy. Can you imagine me living the same day over and over for 40 freaking years? Oh, my God. Could you do it? No, I would be literally insane. Like, (laughs) how is Niles, like, even remotely sane in this scenario? It's just crazy. You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Men Staff with your hosts, Jamie Zerlingo and Nina Granger. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nina. Nina, how do you feel? about our new system and our new like how we're inviting on recruiters how do you feel about our new i don't know what to say new system i guess i like it i think it is a really good opportunity for the other recruiters to get their names out there and get information about them out there plus it's just fun to talk to different people and get their perspectives on movies yeah shows I like that we're going to be involving more of our recruiters so you guys can get to know some other people at Atlas. Um, You know, it's going to be fun and it's also going to break things up for Nina and I. So I feel like everything that we're going to review, just the two of us is going to be more like, I don't know, I'm going to look forward to it a lot more. Like not that I wasn't before, but do you know what I mean? Like it's going to feel more special. Yeah, I totally agree. Plus, I felt like I was just getting so behind on all the things that we needed to watch that I was like scrambling every week at the last minute to watch them, especially like TV series. So um, it'll be nice to take a little bit of a step back there and then to talk about, I'm always interested to know what people's favorite movies and TV shows are. I feel like it tells a lot about them and, and what they do in their free time, I guess, if they spend a lot of time watching TV like I do, or if they don't so much. Um, it's just really interesting to to talk to people about. I agree 100% with you saying it tells a lot about a person about their favorite movie. Like that is a question that you need to ask on a first date. It is a question you need to ask your friends. Like I, I agree. Um, which is why when we decided to review this movie that we're going to talk about today, made it kind of more fun. Um, And this is something that Nina brought to the two of us. It is available on Hulu. It is called Palm Springs. It was just released on July 10th. So it has only been out not even a month, a couple weeks. So um, it, you know, I hadn't heard anything about it before I watched it. I don't remember seeing like ads for it on Facebook because, you know, you see ads for everything on Facebook. Um, True kind of creepy too but no I didn't see any ads and when Nina said hey this new movie with Andy Samberg who we both really love I was like hell yeah but never heard of it but the premise is really cool like it's very different I would say this is a rom-com I mean would you agree or disagree yeah I think it's rom-com it's a different kind of rom-com too it has like a sci-fi element which I really like so, you know, it's, it's different. So I was excited once I saw the trailer, I was excited to watch it. So uh, yeah, Palm Springs released July of this year. It has a pretty small cast, but I'm just going to name like the main people that are in like 80% of the movie. So uh, we have Andy Samberg who plays Niles. He is our like male lead and um, he's in a ton of stuff. He started off on SNL. He's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, he's in one of our favorite films, Hot Rod, um, the musical comedy group, The Lonely Island. He's also in um, I Love You, Man. And I brought this up because another one of the actors in this movie was also in that, which is kind of fun. Um, Kristen Milioti is uh, Sarah. She's like our female lead. Um, she is Tala's sister. We'll get to Tala in a minute. She is probably best known for she was the mother in How I Met Your Mother which if you are familiar with that show was not for much of the show. It was like five episodes, but it was pretty iconic leading up to meeting her. You know, she was also in Wolf of Wall Street. 
she guess was in the second season of Fargo and she was also in the musical once um the like Broadway version she won a Grammy for that and um Nina are you familiar with that musical I've heard of it but I don't know anything about it it's a really sweet like really beautiful songs it's mostly two characters it's a love story I was really obsessed with it in high school it's a great musical um jk simmons is roy he um plays a really fun supporting character in this movie he's he's everything like he is in when i was looking through just some of his biggest stuff he was in oz he was in the original spider-man trilogy he was in juno which i think he was nominated for an academy award for that movie and he was also in i love you man so i love that movie it has paul rudd in it and um oh my gosh jason siegel and uh, Andy Samberg is uh, Paul Rudd's gay brother, and J.K. Simmons is their dad, and they just have this fun little dynamic. Nina, you seen that one? Yes, I love that movie. I think it's hilarious. Um, I'm no- I remember J.K. Simmons the most from um, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So the, that's the kind OG of- Spider Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of my like when I think of him, that's who I think of. Or that's the movie I think of. He's in a lot of stuff, though. Just, like, a ton of yes. things. Oh, my God. He he reminds me of my father-in-law. <laughs> like, they have a very... Like, if you could see a picture of my, my father-in-law's face, like, he, he reminds me of him. Just that, like, the look, his demeanor. He's also just totally a dad character. Like, he's kind of at that point in his life where he just, like, plays people's dads all the time. He's, he plays a good dad. Yeah. Especially Juno's dad. He's awesome in that movie. Um, Camila Mendez as Tala, who is um, Sarah's sister, the one who's getting married in the movie. She has a pretty small role in this, but she's best known for being in Riverdale. So wanted to bring her up. She is beautiful. Um, That's immediately when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, that's a girl from Riverdale. Um, I don't know that she's really in a whole lot else outside of that. She's pretty young, but um, she's a great actress. She is. Um, Again, she plays a small role. I mean, there are other small characters. These are the only people that I knew and again, there's not a lot of characters in this movie. That's kind of the main group we stick with. Um, but the kind of like a, just a quick summary. So um, it's Tala and Abe's wedding. Tala is the sister of Sarah. So Sarah is there. Niles is there with his girlfriend, Misty. And they don't really specify. She like best friends with Tala. She like a bridesmaid. Yep, she's a bridesmaid. Um, we don't really know much about their like friendship backstory, but they've been friends for a while. And so it's her as one of the bridesmaids and then Sarah, who is Tala's sister, as the maid of honor. Yes. And it's in Palm Springs. And so it's um, kind of remote, beachy, really, really pretty. Um, but that's where uh, Niles and Sarah meet and there is a time loop of the day of the wedding that they both get stuck in. And the movie is all about kind of just being in the time loop, which again, like I said, it is obviously a romantic comedy. There are two romantic leads and it is funny, hence rom-com. But the super, or not the super, um, the sci-fi aspect, like I had said, is this like time loop. They are stuck in the same day for eternity and it's i know it's been used before it's not like a completely brand new trope to use but i like the way they did it i thought it was fun and different and i honestly just from like the name of the movie i didn't know i wouldn't have known that that was part of the plot no and that's something that is really cool about this movie if you watch the trailer it does give it away um that that's what the premise of the movie is but otherwise if you like didn't watch the trailer you would have no idea that this is a movie about a time loop yeah, I mean, the marketing for it is just, you know, them sitting in a pool and it, like, you know, scripty, very like beachy font, Palm Springs. I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen here? You have no idea it's coming. And it's a fun little, yeah, if you watch the trailer, it does kind of give it away, but not, it doesn't really give away the story. So, I mean, there is still right. some element of surprise. Yeah, and you really don't hear anything. Like the characters in the movie don't talk about the time loop until you're probably like, I don't know, 30 minutes in maybe. Maybe, yeah, like 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. Like for the first, like the first little section of the movie, you really, if you had no idea that it was a, a time loop movie, you would not have any idea until that, until like the, 
well, I don't want to give it away because you're going to talk about it, but something big happens and then no, yeah. that it's a time loop. Yeah. It's when Niles gets hit with an arrow where you're like, where is this movie going? <laughs> like what's happening? Traumatizing. <laughs> was, but it was very <laughs> funny. Yes. So um, let's get into it. Let's get into the plot. So it is November 9th. We're in Palm Springs. Niles wakes up with his girlfriend, Misty. You can kind of tell that they they're not really right for each other. Like they just don't seem like they really like each other. He seems kind of bored. She seems kind of bored. But anyway, they are attending the wedding of Tala and Abe. And like we said, uh, Misty and Tala are like supposedly like BFF, like she's a bridesmaid, whatever. Um, and so that's why they're there. The maid of honor, Sarah, Tala's sister, um, she is drunk at the wedding. Um, she just keeps drinking wine at the bar and she forgets that she has to give a speech being the maid of honor and Niles covers for her. And it starts off kind of like, you're like, Oh no, what's going to happen? Is he going to embarrass her? And it's actually like a pretty good speech on the fly. And he like knows all these things about Tala and Abe. And they're all like, wait, how does he know all of that? Which you obviously find out later. And then Niles and Sarah kind of hit it off and they start, you know, talking and, um, they end up witnessing that with, they end up witnessing Misty is cheating on Niles and they kind of are just like, Oh, well let's go hook up or whatever. They go out to like a little bit of the desert part. And that's when Niles is shot a shoulder by an older man, but he seems to be expecting it. But Sarah's like, what the fuck is going on? Like she's freaking out. Like what? And then she sees Niles like crawl away and he goes into a cave with this like vortex and she's just like, I'll walk in there. Sure. <laughs> Very sound logic in this movie, but she goes through the vortex and then she wakes up and guess what? It is November 9th again. And as soon as she realizes it, this is actually a really cool scene that they do a couple different times throughout the movie where they do both perspectives once from Niles's and once from Sarah's. I thought that was kind of cool. Like from when they both woke up the next morning, kind of like the process of the day with Niles, you saw, Oh, his day restarted. And it's like, he knew what to say. He knew what was happening. Like it didn't seem weird to him. But when Sarah woke up, she was like, what the hell is happening? Like, where am I? Why am, why am I here? Like, she seems kind of crazy. And then that's when they meet up and she's like, what happened? And he explains to her that they are in a time loop on the day. And you don't find out until later, but Niles has been there for who knows how long. And I thought that this part of the plot was kind of like daunting that they're, they're talking later on. Um, I'll get to that um, when we get to that point, but I just, he's been there for who, who knows how long. And, um, he's tried everything to get out. Like, she's like, no, I'm getting out of here. So she tries to like kill herself. She tries to drive back to her house in Texas. She tries to, there's a scene where she tries to like do like a, she's like, maybe I need to do like a, you know, a good deed or something and I can get out. And so she like whispers something in her sister's ear during one of the loops and it causes some chaos, but she apparently did something good. And again, we learn about that later that doesn't work either. Nothing works. And he explains, I've tried everything and you're stuck here. And so they're like, well, okay, well, let's just go have some fun. So this is kind of a fun sequence where they just go out and just kind of bullshit. They drive around. They, there's the really fun bar scene where they're dressed up and they're dancing. It's a really fun little bit of the movie. Well, I think it's really an interesting um, concept that they added in this movie compared to other movies that are about time loops that they um, have it so that the day doesn't reset until you fall asleep. So mm -hmm. like when Sarah drives all the way back home, like she drives for like many hours and it's the next day and she's made it to the morning of the next day, but she's been up for like over 24 hours. And so, yes, she made it to November 10th, but then she falls asleep and resets on November 9th. So it's kind mm -hmm. of funny to think that she's like, well, I can do it. But as long as you don't fall asleep, time will keep going. But as soon as you fall asleep, you're going to wake wow. up. Or if you die, then you're going to wake up right back in November 9th mm -hmm. again. But Niles also explains about that too, that he's like, yeah, okay, you can't really die, but you still feel pain. You, like, you know, if you die in a horrific way, then it's going to really hurt. And he says something about like nothing worse than, um, dying slowly in the ICU and that comes up later, which I thought was kind of 
kind of mm-hmm. funny also given you know our industry so they're having fun and then this is when they they go camping and um it's actually really sweet they're kind of just like sitting out there talking and opening up to each other and niles that's when he kind of explains she's asking questions like what what did you do in you know before you got stuck in the loop what was your life like what what was your job and he couldn't even tell her what he did which shows that he's been stuck there for who knows how long you know to forget what your job was like that has to be years right and then i had a question and nina i wanted your opinion on this so obviously these two characters and roy are oh did i mention oh yeah i haven't really talked about roy yet um but these characters that are stuck in the loop does everybody else who's not stuck do they like obviously they move on they go on to the next day and the next day but like what about the people that are stuck in the loop is it like not them is it another version of them like what do you think about that that kind of like got me I was thinking about that, like, okay. I think that it is the same as, like, the Avengers, how there's, like, a parallel universe. So you're, like, the same person, but you're in both universes, like, living your life. That And you don't know about the other, like, multiverse level of it, you know? Does that make sense? I feel like it's, like, like the Avengers. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um. So yeah, that kind of made me sad. And it was honestly like a really kind of a deep scene. Um, and it's, it does get kind of cheesy here. Like, you know, when they do this, the um, sequence of them, you know, goofing off and having fun, they're both like waking up the next day. Like, and that's the nice thing is you have the days repeat, but they remember everything that happens, everything that they do, they have to live with it essentially. Um, but they're starting to, you know, be happier about their situation and then, um, where was I? Okay. Um, oh yeah. So they go camping and then, um, this is when, well, earlier on in the movie, Sarah asks him, like, have we hooked up before? And he says, no. And that's important later. So, and she's like, well, we're not going to. And so he's like, okay, whatever. And then they, you know, they inevitably hook up, you know, they're going to you know, and it's, it's very cute because he's like, I, you can kind of tell like he's caught feelings and she, the next day wakes up and she's happy, but then she realizes that she's in Abe's hotel room, her soon to be brother-in-law. So she finds out that on the regular timeline, she cheats, helps her brother-in-law cheat the day before her sister's wedding. And she's like, I'm a terrible person. Like she feels awful about it. And so it kind of like throws her into a crisis where she's like, nothing I do matters. She starts to kind of act out. She is just very upset and um, she doesn't want to talk about the night um, that they had together. And he's very confused. He's like, well, I thought that you suggested it. I thought we had a great time. And then they're pulled over by a police officer and it's Roy and Roy. Okay. So we find out about the guy that shot um, Niles in the shoulder is another person that Niles accidentally brought into the time loop and he's very bitter about it so he very often tries to murder him so that's kind of funny the little sequence of that and then so roy shows up impersonating a police officer and then sarah runs him over with her car or his car and um they're you know arrested and they're on the side of the road and niles admits that okay so we we have so pretty much he's sitting this this kind of confused me, so I'm going to try to explain it and see if Nina, I'm explaining it right. So in his infinite loop, he has hooked up with her before, but in this particular one, she followed him into the time warp. Like, is that what happened? Yeah. So when he repeats his days, he's like, he's hooked up with a bunch of random people, which he's talked about. Like he's hooked up in, in one day, he hooked up with a bartender and then, you know, his day reset. And then he kind of like targets different people at the wedding. Like, it's really funny because if you think of it, he's reliving, reliving the same day over and over. Like he gets up and gives like an amazing speech at the wedding. And he like, doesn't even really know the bride and groom. Like he does all of these, all of these like awesome things like it depends on how he's feeling that day like he gives a really great speech one day or he like totally sabotages the wedding another day and puts like a bomb in the cake and like all of these Mm -hmm. things um but he kind of gets to pick his path and so he's hooked up with a bunch of different people 
um, at the wedding, but obviously they don't know about it because that's like in the alternate timeline. So Mm -hmm. he says, no, I never hooked up with you in the alternate timeline. And, but really he was lying to her. Um, and he had like Mm -hmm. several times, like he had slept with her before. And so when he says that he lied to her, she gets really upset. Um, I don't know if she, I think it's just because he lied to her. Like he, he was just mad yeah. about it. Um, I'm sorry. And she goes, I, I was answering. She goes to kill herself to restart the oh, day. Right, yeah. She's like super pissed. And then, yeah, she goes and kills herself to restart the day. Um, and then she kind of disappears. Mm-hmm, yeah. She doesn't show up to the wedding and it goes on for a while. Um, and then this is when Niles, one of the days where the groomsmen are getting ready, he smells the pillow cause he's like laying on it and he can smell like, I don't know, Sarah's perfume. And so he's like, Oh shit, they slept together. And that's when he realizes kind of like, that's kind of why she freaked out a little bit. Like she was, she didn't want to live in an eternal loop of being a shitty person to her sister, I guess, which, you know, I wouldn't either. That's awful to live with that over and over and over again. Um, and there's one time where Niles confronts Abe about it at the wedding. Um, and he ends up going to talk to Roy and this is kind of like a sweet moment. It's like a, you know, giving advice moment. And, um, Roy is like, you know what? I'm not going to try killing you anymore. Um, because I, you know what? I get to live this perfect day. No, I don't get to see my kids grow up or anything, but this particular day was so great. And I get to relive it with my family over and over and over again. So he kind of comes to terms with his reality and what he has to live with, but he's like, we shouldn't talk anymore. And during this time, Niles also realizes, oh, I'm in love with, with Sarah. And, um, during all of this too, this is again, another one of those um, moments where it's both perspectives. It's Niles while, uh, Sarah's away. And then Sarah, basically once she, um, you know, that scene where she kills herself after she finds out that, um, Niles lied to her, she immediately is like, I need to get out of here. I need to figure out how to do it. So she does a bunch of research. She watches a bunch of movies and like YouTube videos. She talks to different, like, like professors and scientists and she comes up with the theory that if you blow yourself up in the time warp or in the vortex you can um go you know back to the other reality the real reality is it the the real reality whatever um and she confronts Niles and tells him and he's like hey I want you to stay here with me And she's like, no, I want to live my life. I don't want to be stuck in the same day forever. Like I want to do other things and I'm asking you to come with me. So they disagree there. She's like, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, have a great day here. And then I'm going to try this. And Niles at first isn't going to, but then he kind of comes to his senses and um, he finds her after the wedding. And at the wedding, she gives this beautiful speech and she like looks at Abe and she's like, don't fuck this up. Kind of like giving him a look like we both know what you did. Don't do it again. And has a great time at the wedding. And then she gets all loaded up and goes to the cave. And Niles eventually gets there and he confesses to her that he loves her and that uh, he would rather, you know, risk dying because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if it's actually going to work if they do this experiment to try to get back. So he's basically like, I'd rather, you know, die trying to get back to the real world with you than just be here alone. And they do it. And then this is actually kind of cool. I like how they did this. They kind of left it open. They, you know, show the explosion and there's a bunch of, you know, warpy pictures and then um, it cuts to black and then it shows them in the pool and they don't really explain like, oh, did it work? Did it not? And then you see the family. So they've been spending all this time at this house where the family's on vacation it's like nice house, this nice pool. And the family's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I guess they come home on November 10th. So that's when you find out that it worked. And that's the ending. You know, it's a really short movie. It's only an hour and a half. So it's a quick watch. Did you um, watch that the long? Really, yeah, not a whole lot happens too. It's not hard to follow. Like, and it's a very interesting concept. It keeps you interested. Um, but I really liked that ending because you kind of weren't sure like what was going to happen. And I got to say, if they had gone the other way and it was, you know, it didn't work and they were just stuck in the time loop, I would have thought that was kind of lame and kind of a letdown. 
So I liked the ending. I liked. Did you watch the epilogue in the credits? I did. Okay. So I was a little late to the recording of this podcast because I was kind of just, you know, doing a little bit of research and I didn't realize that, um, there was a a credit scene. It was like, there's an end credit scene. I'm like, holy shit. So I went back and watched it. And yeah, so there's a mid credit scene where Roy shows up to the wedding and confronts Niles. And he's like, Hey, you're the, you know, your girlfriend told me about, you know, her theory and he doesn't recognize him. He's like, who are you? Like, and that kind of, he has this like big smile on his face. Roy does. He's like, oh shit, it worked. So I don't know if like, he's going to try it. They kind of leave that up well, in there the was air. Like, like if he's going to There was a it. point where Sarah was leaving somebody a voicemail when she was doing all of her like quantum physics research and kind of putting together the plan. You see, there's a cutscene of her like on the phone, leaving a message to somebody, but you don't know who it is or really what it's about. But it was, at least the way I interpreted it was that it was her explaining the plan to Roy and like, we're going to try this tomorrow. And if you don't, like, if we don't recognize you at the wedding, then that means it worked and that you need to go and do the same thing if you want to get out of the loop. So mm-hmm. then that, I think then he, you know, he realizes that they don't recognize him. And so it must've worked. And so now he knows what to do to get out. It's a nice little, you know ties up that loose end i the one thing that sarah when she's trying this experiment she does it on a goat and then the goat is gone so that's my question is wouldn't they also be gone too that is a good question maybe the goat was just somewhere else yeah maybe (laughs) maybe it just just wasn't in that spot i don't know It's, it's a little bit of a a little bit of a loophole in the in the whole story but you know what that's a pretty small loophole I just realized that now while we were talking about it, but it was a fun movie. I really liked it. I, and again, it's a sci-fi rom-com, which is not a very, it's a very niche um, category, but I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was super cute. I really like, and tend to like these um, time loop movies just because I think they're kind of fun. Um, but this was like a funny happy sad like all the feelings like you're like oh gosh this Mm -hmm. sucks but then you can make the most of it but then ultimately you still want out but then like do you and like I don't know Mm -hmm. it made me feel all the feelings I really liked it me too so Nina do you have any other information on this movie the making of what do you got um, so since this movie just came out last week, um, there's not a whole ton of information about the making of it online, though I did find some stuff um, that was pretty really like pretty interesting. Um, the first thing was that the producers, did we talk about the producers? No. So this movie was produced by a pretty familiar team. So um, Andy Samberg was a producer, Akiva Schaefer and Jorba Tacone, um, the guys who helped make up The Lonely Island. Um, also Chris Parker, um, Dylan Sellers and Becky Sloviter. Um, I'm not really sure what else they have done. Um, but you know, it's a comedy team that we love that kind of helped produce this. So, um, makes sense now that I know that. Yeah. And then the, it was directed by Max Barbacow, who, um, has a lot of, I found some kind of fun facts about him. Um, it looks like he and, um, Andy Ciara did a lot of things, basically a lot of the like drafting of the script and whatnot. So um, the screenplay was actually by Andy Ciara and then it was directed by Max Barbacow. So um, a personal story to Max Barbacow was that he, he was basically Niles. Like the, the background story for Niles sort of is what, his life was like, which helped him and Andy Sierra make the first draft of the movie. So um, he was like at his his best friend's wedding in a toxic relationship and felt like he was stuck in a rut. And so that's kind of where he got that idea for Niles's background um, at the very beginning of the movie. Um, He says, he thought about this question. What if someone who felt so deficient in his own love life was stuck at the best day of somebody else's life forever? Which I think is just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, how how awful that would be. Like when you think about, I mean, Niles kind of makes the most of it because what choices he have. But really, I'm sure the first day that he woke up in the time loop, he was like, what the fuck? Like he is in this miserable relationship. He 
um, we didn't really talk about this very much during the plot, but he catches his mm-hmm. girlfriend cheating on him at the wedding. Um, and he has to relive, and he has that to relive over it and over, over and over. And over. <laughs> yeah. So like you can kind of tell at the very beginning that they have like sort of a strained relationship, but you don't really know too much why. And so then when you learn that she was cheating on him, you're like, okay, if you had to che- like wake up next to your cheating spouse every or your cheating mm-hmm. girlfriend every day for eternity, like yeah. how terrible would that be? Um, another fun fact was that, so this movie is a lot like, um, the TV series on Netflix called Russian doll, which I think you reviewed before. Yeah. No, we have it, but I mean, I know that, that similar yes, concept. Which I loved that show. It was really, really great. Um, it is a similar kind of premise that it's about two people that are stuck in a time loop. Um, though for that show they don't know that there's more than one person stuck in the time loop for most of the movie so there's kind of that's kind of different um but russian doll actually came out two months on netflix before they started filming this movie and so the creators were like shit like a movie very (laughs) similar tv show very similar to this movie just got released and they're like what are we gonna do like it totally caught them off guard they were like oh should we just quit like should we just throw in the towel on this and they decided not to um, I'm glad they didn't because I thought it was really, really good. Um, yeah. I also thought it was really funny that they kept kind of throwing in this sci-fi. Um, Andy Sarah kind of talks about how he wasn't originally planning on putting the sci-fi portion of it in the movie. Um, but then he just decides like, not only do they have the, like the vortex as like a physical object that's inside of a cave kind of thing. Like it's something inside of like a rock formation thing um but also when they're camping they see these like dinosaurs going by and at first i was like what are they 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 do mushrooms mushrooms, and so they see dinosaurs um and so andy sarah says dinosaurs don't exist but in that moment in that moment in the movie they exist it's two things that are impossible also i just love jurassic park and wanted to put it in there (laughs) so at the end scene after they like pan up you see the dinosaurs yeah i think it's just another kind of like nod to the um alternate reality like the different lines in the multiverse mm-hmm. kind of thing i thought too it was also kind of like the ending of inception where it's like wait are they stuck right do they are know they not because the family maybe maybe one of the loops the family decided to come home early yeah you don't know yeah, and they don't really tell you i mean you just kind of make assumptions based on how the movie ends but i would also like to and know see, is it like okay you just go so they just went back to that same day or like i wasn't really sure if it did work if they were going to go back to november 9th again or if they were going to fast forward into wherever they're at in their current lives true so again like how long has this been ha- this is how long has this been happening that Niles can't remember his own job? Like that just like drives me insane that I don't well, know this. I like, Googled it and Andy Sierra was in an interview and he says that he planned that Niles was trapped in Palm Springs time loop for 40 years. Ew, I know. Isn't that so, so sad? <laughs> that, it is so it sad, is sad that he, but, but also, it makes like, sense because he, so he can't remember what he did for his job. Like he really... We really don't know anything about Niles's life prior to November 9th because um, he can't remember. All we know is that he was dating sure. this girl and he was at this wedding. So by that logic, he should exist in like 40 years in the future. Right. So I think if it's, That's- I mean, if we're still going off of like Avengers kind of idea of multiverse timelines, then it doesn't really matter. Like he could just, enter the timeline at whatever point that the bomb so yeah and i think true and also maybe you know you know certain days aren't 24 hours long or whatever like time and time doesn't really exist it does but i mean i feel like in this realm time is a little right i'm also curious like so if we're if we're going by those standards of that he's been in, in there for 40 years. So how long has Roy been in there? Because Roy's like 60. Roy's probably been in there maybe like 20 right. years. Because so I feel like Roy is actually like 80 in the other timeline. Like, can he die in this timeline from old age? Like, 
No, because he's stuck. still the same age. So he's stuck in whatever age he is. But if he yeah. dies in another timeline, does he die in all the timelines? Or he's just stuck there forever on that one day? You I don't know. Live. Could there? Well, I mean, if there's, if there's a, we're getting real weird here. Can you live forever? <laughs> so no, you're stuck in this. Yeah. Timeline. Okay. So, well, there's multiple versions of you. So there is a version that is stuck in whatever year this is, and there's a version that grows old mm-hmm. and dies. It's crazy. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird, right? I don't know. It's got me all confused. But anyway, that's kind of. I thought it was crazy when I read that. I was like, oh, 40 years, poor guy. Can you imagine me living the same day over and over for 40 freaking years? Oh, my God. Could you do it? No, I would be literally insane. Like, how is Niles, like, even remotely sane in this scenario? It's just crazy. I think, well, again, if it's been 40 years, he's had time to, like, really accept that this is his eternal life. And I think, too probably for a period of time like he, well he says you know like in the early days like there's mm-hmm. a when he's talking about like how roy came to be he in some timelines just like shows up to the wedding and they partied together and that's when roy accidentally walked into the void and niles was like super messed up and he couldn't stop him so he got stuck there too and when he realized he was like nope and so that he would hunt him all the time and would murder him as like revenge but then Roy, who knows how long Roy's been there to, he got to the point where he accepted it, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I thought it was really funny that they made it so that Roy, Roy is like, um, Roy has to drive like several hours to get to this wedding. Like it's not where he lives. So <laughs> Niles is like, well, Roy doesn't come to hunt me all the time because he, ha- he like wakes up in his house like several mm-hmm. hours away and has to get in his car and drive to the wedding and then like kill, try to kill Niles. So I thought that was kind of funny that sometimes Roy just doesn't want to, doesn't want to kill Niles that day. So what drove him to the wedding in the first place? If he was never meant to go to the wedding? I think he was a guest. I think he was supposed to go to the wedding originally. Like he is in a suit. Like we, I think we know that he was a guest, um, but he was just going to like day trip it, I guess. And just drive down there and stay the night or whatever. And then he gets pulled into the vortex. Well, yeah, maybe one day he, or maybe, yeah, since he wakes up at his house, he doesn't want to just waste right. the whole day driving to his wedding just to kill Well, Niles, and that's so kind of I what he was talking about when Niles went to visit him at his house. That he's like, I'm looking around me. I'm looking like my kids get to be young forever. I get to wake up next to my beautiful wife every day. Like, like I need to just be enjoying this time and appreciating the things that I have instead of being bitter about the fact that I'm stuck here. Um, which I thought is, it's a good perspective of it. It's a sweet way for him to think about it. Um, but it's funny. I think this is so, this movie is so fitting for this time. And I think it was Andy Sierra that said the same thing that he says, he described it as a perfect comedy for a world where nothing matters anymore. Which is kind of funny because with the days running together and some of our responsibilities as adults have kind of been absolved right now during this pandemic, it feels pretty relatable in that sense. Doing the same thing every day. Like some days it's like, I don't even see this. I don't even go outside because I don't have any reason to leave my house. Like the days are kind of just blending together. It's kind of funny to think of it. It feels like 40 years has passed since March when this all started. There's that. And then also I think about, I'm like, gosh, how is it already the middle of July? Like summer's going to be over here pretty soon. It is. Our next episode is August. So that is insane. It is insane. That's, that makes, that drives me insane to know that. Um, yeah. Time. What a concept, right? right? Um, Some other fun facts about this movie. So they began filming it in April of 2019. Obviously, it was just released on Hulu just a couple of days ago or last week. But it did go to the Sundance Film Festival in January this year. And um, it says that it was the movie's winning combination of humor, honesty, and chemistry made it all the talk of the film festival. Um, the night of the premiere, Hulu and Neon Films purchased the film for the largest sum in Sundance history. So it was $17.5 million that they purchased the movie for. Jesus. Um, wow. It also broke opening weekend records by, set, by netting more hours watched over the first three days on Hulu that it was released um, than any other film on Hulu during the same period. 
and it generated the highest amount of social interest for any Hulu original film to date over its premiere weekend and was discussed, was the most discussed Hulu original film on Twitter over the first three days. It also went to some select, I think it's like 66 drive-in theaters and made over $100,000 just from those. Nice. So obviously a crazy time to be trying to release a movie, but at least it is it is seeing a lot of success. So I'm happy to see that other people are also watching it. And I like that their drive-ins are becoming a thing again. Like that is the perfect way to socially distance and still like go out and see a movie. No, I've also heard about drive-in concerts. Apparently that's going to be happening. I think Blake Shelton is having a drive-in concert, which would be super cool. That sounds really it's it sounds good in theory but imagine the amount of people that go to concerts all going in their cars that's a lot of cars yeah also i'm like how can you see do they just like put them up on like a really tall platform i don't know if you do i don't know if you just go and listen yeah maybe i don't know but this was a nice for andy sandberg in particular it was a nice kind of break from his normal um comedies because I think in his normal comedies, he's like not very, he's usually not a very smart guy. That's one thing that I love about Brooklyn Nine, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is that he's actually like a really intelligent, like successful cop and he just has like a funny side. But in most of his movies yeah. and on SNL, he's kind of like this dumb, funny guy. Whereas like in this movie, he's kind of been through the ringer. Like he has made the most of it. He's kind of given up like he's kind of gone through all of these different phases of being stuck in this loop and so it's really interesting to see him play this kind of character I agree I think I was thinking about it that he yeah he's kind of known for his more goofy comedy and he never really has I mean I would say this is probably his first like leading role in a movie like he's besides like hot rod um but as as far as like a leading like counterpart to like in a romantic comedy it's probably his first and i think he did such a great job with the mix of the comedy and the, the more like dramatic elements like obviously it wasn't like a dramatic film but he did a really good job with you know the more you know when the moments when he you know is being more serious and more honest about how he feels about being in a situation were really felt really authentic and felt really just good acting you know I thought he did a really good job I hope to see more of this kind of stuff from Andy Samberg Mm -hmm. I really really enjoyed it I also thought it was really interesting just because of there are so many movies and tv shows that have that follow this kind of same kind of concept where you're stuck in a time loop on a certain day like Groundhog Day um it sets itself apart a lot by the fact that we don't see right away how Niles gets stuck in this position um, the fact that there are two people in it together um, and that he kind of inadvertently brings her into the time loop. Um, there's just a lot of like different elements of this movie that set it apart from other time loop movies. And I really like that because I'm like, oh, you know, like we've seen this before. It's another time loop movie. He's going to get stuck in it. They're going to figure out a way to get out and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like it had so many extra little little like things about it that made it unique and made it more interesting to watch yeah and i i love a good rom-com i know you do too nina so i like a a romantic comedy and a lot of people think that the the genre is dead like the you know early 2000s was kind of like peak rom-com and we have so many wonderful classics from that time and it kind of died off and we got into kind of really obsessed with like dark origin stories, superheroes, um, you know, anthology series from books or, you know, so I'm happy to see this genre come back. And especially with a film like this, that's fun. And I feel like it's not a typical, like it's not a chick flick, but it's a rom-com. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a difference between this being like a super girly movie. That's like, Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to speak slander about my gender here, but there are some movies that are just very, very girly, <laughs> like the, you know, the notebook. This is not the notebook, you know, but it still has a romantic element to it. And it's still really funny. And I think that anyone can, can enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's sweet to think that, you know, you can not necessarily always get along with everything or not agree with it, with everything about somebody, but you know, you, you can learn to make the most out of a situation that 
can be kind of crappy. Um, I think I, when I read that it was a rom-com, I was like, like, is it going to be cheesy? And it's really not. I wouldn't even, it's hard to even consider it a rom-com because yes, ultimately they end up together in the end and, and they love each other, but it's not a hundred percent about that. Like it's really more of like, I don't know, sort of like a self discovery sort of movie for both of them because Sarah's really kind of like a shit show in her life before she gets stuck in the time loop. Mm -hmm. Like she's drunk, she sleeps around, like at least that's what she says, like her family thinks of her that, oh, you know, I'm like nobody. And um, there's Mm -hmm. a a few times where we see the repeat of of waking up and the parents, like, so she's gone. Like her place that she's doing all this research is at this coffee shop shop. So she wakes up early every day from what we understand. And she goes to this coffee shop and ditches out on the wedding. Um, And her parents are like, oh, she's so selfish. Like they're not even surprised that Mm -hmm. she did this. So it was kind of a movie for her too to realize like that she doesn't have to be the person that she was the, on the original wedding day. Like she can be who she wants to be and she can do what she wants to do and what makes her happy. And she has this time to think about it. Yeah. And she obviously like is in denial for a while in the beginning when she first get first gets into the loop, but then she kind of, you know, gives into it and has fun. And then again, when she realizes what had happened, she, you know, is like, well, I don't want to be stuck living with this anymore, but she does. I do like the, you know, the few different loops where she does tell her sister what really happened, but I I appreciated in the one that mattered the last one before they blew themselves up. That sounds really dark, but it obviously wasn't or dark or gory Mm -hmm. or whatever, but, um, before they do that. And she, I thought, I'm glad that she didn't tell her in that last one you know, would have rather just kept the wedding perfect and her sister happy, but she gives that look to Abe and she's like, don't fuck this up. Like, don't, you know, you're giving, you're given another chance here. Like I could have told her what happened. I didn't, which like, by the way, like if I, well, I mean, I wouldn't, Never mind. I was gonna say, like, I wouldn't help my brother-in-laws cheat. I have two sisters, but I also like wouldn't get in that situation, I guess. I don't know what I was trying to say. Um, I do appreciate though that she did kind of, you know, respectfully let him know, but then also didn't ruin the day, right. I guess. You know, kind of came to terms with what happened and, um, you know, didn't try to just ignore it. She tried to fix the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which shows growth. And then Niles kind of comes to terms with the fact that he can be happy. Like he doesn't have to stay Like just your situation is not your final destination or your current situation is not your final destination is how the phrase goes. Even if you're stuck in a time loop. As long as you have a way out. (laughs) Yes. There's always another day to change things up. All right, Nina, let's get to our review. What would you review this movie? It's a very tough decision. It is tough. I don't want to give it a five because it's not like the most amazing movie I've ever seen, but I've really liked a lot about it. Um, I think I'd probably give it a four out of five. I don't really have any complaints though. I just, you know, it was not necessarily like super amazing by any means, but it was a good, like, it was a good rom-com. It was a good, like, sort of sci-fi movie. Like, it was like rom-com with like a little side of of sci-fi. Um, I thought it was really cute. Sorry. Yes, a little side of sci-fi. Um, I thought it was really cute. I really liked the actors. I love the concept. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why I would give it, not give it a five out of five other than it's just not like my favorite movie ever, but I really did like it a lot. I would also agree four out of five. I thought the cast was great. Everyone did a wonderful job. There wasn't a weak link in the whole cast. It was a very intriguing story. The leads, um, Andy Samberg and Kristen, they were wonderful together. They were very believable. Their love story was, you know, interesting to follow. Um, I will say I disagree. I, I do think it was a little cheesy. It was a little predictable at times. Like it was a little bit, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that's how it would fall into place. But that that's not a bad thing at all. Like right. it's definitely not a bad thing. I would just say like for me, that was a little bit of a flaw. Like once you find out like the shtick to the movie, like, oh, they're stuck in a time warp. Like, 
cool. That's awesome. But then it becomes a little predictable as far as like the love story goes, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Again, like that's okay. I still loved it. I thought it was fun, really interesting concept, great characters, great story. I would totally watch it again. Like I know Nina says you don't really watch a lot of things over multiple times. Mm -hmm. I would watch this again. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Really good. Actually, I think that I would have really enjoyed it a lot more if I hadn't watched the trailer and knew what was going to happen. Kind True. Of, Did you, you ever know? see, we reviewed this um, last year. Did you ever see Secret Obsession? No. Oh my God. It was this Netflix movie with um, Brenda Song, you remember the Disney mm -hmm. actress. Oh gosh, who was the actor in it? I forget. But it's the story, the trailer ruins the whole thing. Basically, the premise of the movie is this girl gets in this car accident or she gets hit by a car. And then when she wakes up in the hospital, she doesn't remember anything. And this man is just like, I am her husband. But he's like a creeper. And he is like obsessed with her. Like they used to work together. And he like was like insanely jealous of her actual husband. And like the husband was dead. And But it ruined it all in the trailer. Like if there had been some mystery leading up to that, like, you know, ahead of time, okay, this guy isn't her real husband. So when she like wakes up and she's like, I don't remember anything. You're like, but he's not your husband. Like, you know, the whole element of surprise is ruined in that movie. Yeah. I don't know how they would have done a trailer for Palm Springs without giving away the time loop. Yeah. Um, but it probably would have, I would have liked it better probably if I didn't know what it was going to be about. I, I, understand that makes sense um i don't think yeah the trailer necessarily ruins anything about the movie like there are some deeper storylines mm -hmm. you learn more about the people about the other supporting characters it's not just about the two of them i do like that there's you know a broader story to it so i, I would say yeah the trailer doesn't ruin it necessarily but if you watch this movie not knowing anything about it yeah it'd be kind of a cool surprise <laughs> but it's okay if you know it still right. a great film Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that is our review of Palm Springs. Again, that is available on Hulu if you have a subscription. Um, if you guys have given this one a watch, I know it's new, but if you've given it a watch, let us know what you thought. Next week, we are going to once again have one of our recruiters on the show. Really excited to bring more of them on so you guys can get to know more of the Atlas team. I'm excited to talk with all of you about your favorite movies and your favorite shows. Um, if there's anything else that you're watching that you think we should give a review, please let us know. But until then, keep on streaming. See you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. Let us know in the comments what you're watching and if we should give it a review. Until next time, keep streaming. <laughs>